The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by our friend and frequent guest, Matt Vincent. Head on over to thehate.com, that's T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I.com, and use the code HBG15 for 15% off your order. Welcome to episode 52 of the Podcast of Terror, production of Collecting Netcasts. This is a podcast about all things scary. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Santa Claus Scott. Corey, how are you? Uh, for all the good little boys and girls, sit on my lap. Let me tell you a story. For more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, you can go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with us on our Slack channel by, uh, during our shows by going to gncast.com slash sign up. While you're there, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Uh, we are very spoiler-heavy because, much like Christmas, we're going to ruin it for you. So if you haven't seen the movie, which is Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage, go check it out. And I swear a lot, Corey wants me to tell you because he's a fucking prick. Uh, you always have to start out the meeting by telling everybody, hello, my name is, and I have a problem. I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> speaking of problems, we are joined by the Ink Geeks, Nate Ward, Brandon Raymond for an hour-long discussion on penises. Basically. <laughs> Basically. It's just going to be a shit show. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? It's been a while since you've been here. Well, first, I'm not inked. So, yeah. inked, geek. I'm the inked. He's just the geek. geek. He's the I geek. Guess. He's the uh, bitch and I'm the butch. Wow, that's, that is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's a little bit of an echo. Is that coming through on your end? Oh, yeah, it's totally because of how I have to record audio, and for some reason it just started showing up. It doesn't come through on the actual recording, Okay. but it'll totally suck for you guys. Yeah, it's sucking. <laughs> you the I have to help you with XSplit and show you how to use that. Oh, well, it's, be in heaven. It, so what I, I just have like a, a mixer plugged into my computer, and I push a button, and it picks up all the audio on my computer. It never was a problem until like recently, so I don't know if Hangouts changed huh. something. It, it could have, yeah. I don't know. We can, I, I can try and help you with it after if you want, but whatever. Yeah, it's not like I don't work in IT or anything. <laughs> One would assume <laughs> that you I, don't. No, it's true. I, I, yeah, there's like three buttons to push, and the rest are knobs, so it's like, it's really cut and dry. Do do buttons and knobs confuse you? Sometimes, if the knobs. I think don't the word clearly... you wanted was frighten. They frighten you. I have a phobia. Is there a phobia of knobs? There's too many knobs. Phobia of knobs. So I bet whatever it is, it's Canadian. I I'm comfortable with two buttons that sit on two raised platforms. There is a fear of being naked in a small room called nyctophobia. Oh, that's being scared of the dark. Where did the naked part come in? What? Urban Dictionary. <laughs> did we just transition to something that I'm not familiar with? What show is this? It's a podcast of terror. We're talking about fear. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm scared. That's true. You got that's it. True. You're doing Especially because you're in a dark room. There's, someone has a phobia of doorknobs. I'm actually in a large light room. I'm just wrapped in blankets with me. <laughs> you can't tell. That's really cute. You guys are cute. Um... <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to end up in a deep, dark hole trying to figure out what the phobia of a doorknob is. I, I think that's what Brandon just said he's doing. He's <laughs> in a deep, dark hole. Nate he's used, he's used to having people in his deep, dark hole, so it's uncomfortable <laughs> for him. It's not as deep as you'd think. 
Wow, it's nice. Like, I'm trying to. When was the last time you guys were here? Because nothing has changed. I like uh, how they no, it's this is basically part two with a different movie. <laughs> the Return of Dicks. Yeah. Um. When were we here? We watched. Oh, it was Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Yep. Which is now on Netflix. Yep. Yes, it is. That came out on March 29th. Yep. So it was. It was a while ago. It was, yeah. A good five months ago. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back. Kind of. Oh, somebody on YouTube is saying they can hear the echo. <sighs> I can't even be because addicted. it's live. I can't be addicted to YouTube people. I can be addicted to you guys, but I can't be addicted to them. Fear of doorknobs is osteum tractophobia. Huh. An so irrational fear that, of a situation. Yeah, yeah, does that mean on. like if a woman is riding the doorknob for sexual pleasure and then she falls off and breaks her nose, she's now afraid of doorknobs? Probably. I mean, that seems logical. Seems to make the most sense. I'm going to just sit here and try and mute every time someone else is talking to not have a fucking echo because I hate Google Hangouts. Right. <clears throat> I don't know why you don't use. Oh, you use Google Hangouts because it uh, it automatically goes live to yeah. All right. <clears throat> Which I know OBS does too, but I I didn't really look into other things prior to talking to you earlier, so we'll find something else that can do the same thing. OBS does well. Uh, it's an open source and it's free. Uh, it's a little bit more clunky than XSplit. XSplit is it basically it's your Linux to your Windows. Uh, and I've I've been using XSplit for well over a year, and and I really enjoy it. So, but again, that, that's not scary. Which one do you use? No, we got we gotta get to the bottom of this. Which one do I, I use? Both. Uh, I use primarily I use Broadcaster. Um, if I'm streaming my games like from consoles, I'll use Gamecaster. Um, okay. And then, but Broadcaster is what allows me to do like this blue screen and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, and I can do like this is all XSplit, so like I can do this and show you. Like my game setup, like you have all these different things you can set up here. Nice. So, and I can just switch th through all those scenes. Yeah, I'll have to figure that out, Corey. Yeah, I mean, it's less than ten bucks a month. It's well worth it. Yeah, Corey, I need you to pick up an extra shift on the street corner so we can start paying for XSplit. That's gonna cost us money. XSplit or you on the corner? <laughs> Me on the corner. He has to pay to be allowed to be there. <laughs> I'm gonna have to spend twenty extra bucks a month for like body butter. And that's oh, not going to no. even out. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. That got me good. I got to go vomit. I'll be back. That, that was scarier than anything in the movie we watched for this episode. Uh, I guess we should get to the reason we're here. As much as I want to talk about Corey and Body Butter, we both, actually all four of us, have another podcast to do after this. Because we're recording these out of order because I'm a fuck. And scheduled you guys without paying attention to what I had going on next weekend. So it's totally my fault, but I appreciate you being able to move it on short notice. Um, the first news story that we have, I love that Corey brought this one because of you guys. It is talking I'm thoughtful. About the new I'm excited. The new Phantasm movie, Ravager, has huge balls. Fucking crickets. Crickets. <laughs> balls and I get crickets. Chief, apparently there's who has, big who balls. Who has huge balls? The Ravager? I don't know. The, are you guys familiar the, with the, him, Phantasm at all? I'm no. familiar with Phantasm, he might but not the by. huge balls. Okay, so in Phantasm, uh, there's this guy running around, uh, essentially the the Crips. He, he's named the Tall Man, played by Angus Scrim. And he that has these dead. devices that chase people down, and there are these silver spheres 
that chase people and these giant blades come out of them and they poke into people's faces and then start drilling them and drawing all the blood out. Uh, first one came out in 1979. They've done four in the series so far. We've discussed recently that J.J. Abrams is re-releasing the first movie in a 4K version and they're doing episode five. Well, number five called Ravager those same spheres, they have giant-sized ones that are now attacking cities. Uh, there's a picture that's been released from the film where this giant silver ball is shooting laser beams through a building. Um, it's just... It was a cute headline. I thought of you guys. I thought, well, you know, they can't just juggle dicks all the time. There's got to be some ball play in there. That's why you're here for us, right? Yep. That yep. is why I'm here. It all makes so much more sense now. Sorry that we let it huge, fall flat for you. Huge dicks and juggling balls. <clears throat> no, <laughs> Not just like, balls. I, I appreciate giant silver balls. Giant silver balls. Our balls are fucking uh, crazy, I, I, I appreciate the uh, the connection to our general topic of conversation when we are conversing with our you guys. But genital topic our of genital topic of conversation. Um, but yeah, I just I wasn't familiar with the project of the movie at all, so I was like, I where, where's the connection here? Nate's not very familiar with balls. No. I've no. never I've never seen a Phantasm <laughs> movie, so I wasn't familiar with balls at all. But I do he think familiar with tall men. We should we should change the tagline of the the next episode of the podcast of terror to podcast of terror now with ten times more dicks. <laughs> or at least two. <laughs> at least two two times more dicks. Um, double double the D. <laughs> double the dicks. Double the fun. Wow! Double mint gum. Uh, the next news story. Oh, you went to a dark, dark place. Um, the next news story we got is that uh, Preacher season one just finished a couple weeks ago, but it was rated the second highest uh, new drama of the year. Corey, you actually got me to kind of watch this. I have it sitting on my DVR, but I haven't watched it. Have you watched? I wondered it? if anybody had actually watched it yet. I will stream all of it in its entirety later, but I haven't seen any of it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I watched the entire season. I uh, was very happy with it. It It is different from the comic series, which I was a big fan of the 90s when it was coming out, but it almost seems more like they did this as a prequel to the comic series. Yeah, like if this, if this series ended today, it would just be like, you watch this and go directly into the comics, and that would be perfectly all right. It that's does change the order. Yeah was that this was basically a precursor to the actual comic, and next season will be the beginning of what's familiar territory for everyone else. Thank you for that. No problem. I was hoping you would do that. Yeah, now you just fucked my levels, dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but <clears throat> him and I must be on the same volume, so I don't want him to be too much no, you're fine. lower than me. If I really ah. was that big of an asshole about volumes, this show would be a whole lot better sounding. I would agree. Maybe you should be. Maybe we should change oh. the show to the Terror Podcast because that's what it's starting to feel like. The Terror Podcast. We're never coming back. That's no, we're not. Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm too nice and you're too much of an asshole and it's just no fun for everyone. Good, good cock, bad cock. That, that's a home improvement show. <laughs> this old dick. Anyway, oh, that being said, <laughs> yeah, watch Preacher. It's supposed to be really good. Um, All right, uh, yeah, the only thing that beat it out for the for this season for this year is the uh, AMC. Oh, sorry, uh, FX's American Crime Story: The People versus O.J. Simpson, which was also very good. Okay. Uh, was kind of terrifying because John Travolta 
is in it looking like John Travolta of today. Right. Considering all the actors in that show, I'm amazed that it was any good. No, I mean, it was really good. It, it's surprising. Now, I mean, these are people who've done great things before, but it's just been a while since you've seen them <clears throat> right. perform at a high level. Well, how many uh, times can Travolta have a resurgence? 14. I assume that there's a refractory period, and he probably goes through the entire soundtrack of Grease in his head, right. and then he's like, okay, honey, I'm ready to go. Can you just talk like Tom Cruise? I, I think, for me, the, the only thing, like, <clears throat> old Travolta... I guess, you know, older adult to now Travolta has done that I've enjoyed was from Paris with Love. And I really enjoyed that movie, and I really enjoyed his character in that movie, but everything else he's done has felt so throwaway. That's a great way to segue into the movie we just watched, considering all the tropes and gratuitous violence in that movie. Right. No, exactly. That's we are going to be reviewing a Care Bear film. Uh, that be... <laughs> Travolta's yeah, dead I mean, on Care Bear stare. If you look at his role in Punisher, which was, I mean, it was decent, but it wasn't great. That movie sucked. Um, yeah, I mean, Thomas Jane was the only thing good about it. Thomas but, Jane but was even, good in it. But even now, after seeing, um, uh, what's his face? Shane. What's the actor's name? I don't know what his name The is. one that played Punisher in season Jan two. Daredevil. Thomas Jane. No, 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 I'm saying the one that played oh. Punisher in Daredevil season two. The one from, the one from uh, oh, Walking Dead. Dead. The one that played uh, Shane. But, John... Burnthal? Burnthal, Burn- yes. Burnthal, yeah. Yep. After seeing him as Punisher, Jane didn't do shit of a job. <laughs> like, I mean, it's... We've got to accept that the movies, superhero movies in general have changed. The, our expectations are a lot higher now than they were. Right, it, right. When the X-Men movies came out, when the Blade movies came out, like, those were really solid films for their time, but you watch up now, and they don't seem to hold up as well because we've gotten such higher expectations. Right. And then when you see a new superhero mo- movie comes out and it's playing at that level... It's like, well, this is a piece of shit. And it's not really a piece of shit. It's just not playing at the same level of what we expect now. Well, my issue uh, with like the Punisher when was, came out. My issue with The Punisher was just follow the source material. It's my issue with a lot of those older comic movies. Like, what is that? That is not well, The Punisher. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is that the Thomas Jane Punisher movie was based off of an actual comic series. A lot of the stuff in there was straight out of the comics. Right. And... Amazingly enough, it was written by the same guy who wrote Preacher. It was by Garth Ennis. Yeah, but it's just... Ugh, I just didn't care for it. I Just quick side note, because it kind of piqued my interest. Have you watched any of the Blade movies recently? Like, have, Do you feel they don't hold up? I haven't seen them in a while, but I, I remember loving them. Uh, well, I mean, the one that gets the most play replay on TV, sadly, is Blade 3, which was a piece of shit when it came out. Oh, and it see, I disagree. That's my favorite of the three. Of course loved, it is. I loved Ryan Reynolds. I loved Triple H's character. No, like, I love Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds because made he that gets movie. to be Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. He's, he's fine. But you could tell that there was such a pain between the director and Snipes. Like, Snipes just didn't give a fuck the whole time. Right. Uh, Parent Oswald has gone into it before about what it was like trying to work with him. And I loved the group, and I, I thought the idea of having the kids in there, but they had just brought Whistler back to life to then kill him again at the beginning of that film. The whole Dracula thing was just utter bullshit. He was no better of a character than... Deacon Frost in the first film was a way better villain than he was. Right. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, two had elevated the game so much. Two was an even better film than one was, and one was great. But by the time you got to three, it just seemed like such a backward step. Yeah, no, I mean, I could see that. I guess I just, I don't know, I really like Ryan Reynolds, and I like Ryan Reynolds when he's being Ryan Reynolds. And so. when he takes off his shirt. I know, we get it. 
He's a sexy man. He is. He is quite pretty. <laughs> Awkward silence. That's it? You're going to leave it at Ryan Reynolds is pretty? Why wouldn't we? He is. I, no, I'm not disagreeing. you cool down. I assume that's... I assume someone would make a comment about licking we're cream all, off we're of all his nipples. Now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm sweating. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons now. Um, so I gotta, go, I gotta go watch Deadpool again. Have you seen his ass in that spandex? Yes, yes, I have. I bought it on 4K, and I don't even have a 4K TV. Uh, the the last chat room agrees. No one's arguing. Yeah. Right. Fuck. Um. Last news story we got real quick, and then we'll complain about Drive Angry, or at least I will. Wait, hold on. I just want to point out that we have been at each other's throats for the last 20 minutes, and the one thing that we all go quiet and agree on is that Ryan Reynolds is hot. <laughs> We're all smart. It's, it's funny. We're talking about a movie that has Jessica Biel, uh, and like not one comment made about her at all. It, it has been I, all I, I forgot she was in it. Goddamn right you did. I don't find her attractive at all. It's fine. She's no, Beal Beal is no Elba, and she. I mean, again, they're not the well, same. Well, she's person. no Scarlet either. I no, no, that's true. I'll take Ryan. They're all lovely people. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm, all right. I'm stuck on Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I am excited. Was it good? I liked it. Was she good? She's good to look at. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's a, she's an attractive girl, and I have this I have this thing for Harley Quinn. So same here. Uh, the, the one complaint I don't want to get too far into Suicide Squad since it just came out. Um, but the one thing is like Harley Quinn's existence doesn't make a ton of sense because it's like she's just insane. You know what I mean? She's crazy and and she doesn't have like a superpower or you know it, it's like yeah, her, but Harley her, doesn't have superpowers. And that's what no, I'm saying. That's that's, that's why that's why her, the whole idea is that they make a team of metahumans and she is yep, not. Yep. Right. But, well, they did change it so that she wound up having some metahuman abilities in the comics. The first incarnation of her, uh, Poison Ivy, inoculated her so she became immune to all poisons and toxins, oh. uh, that sort of thing, which makes sense if you're hanging out with a Joker. But in the New 52 <laughs> version, he pushed her into a vat of chemicals, much like what he, happened to him, That's what which is what made her, made her skin white and everything. And it yeah, was supposed to create her... Again, I don't want to spoil too much, but that was kind of my understanding was in this... Uh, in this uh, in this movie, he turns Harley Quinzel in. He turns her into Harley Quinn in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a flashback, yeah. but he he does. I, I don't, I we'll, 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 well, yeah, we won't spoil. We'll talk about it later. At the very least, how does she do doing a Brooklyn accent, being an Australian? It's pretty good. Does she pull off the yeah. Harley Quinn? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's definitely convincing, and she does a good job with the character. My problem is not with how Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn. It's Harley Quinn's existence in the story. Because right. if, you're, if you're making a, a team of metahumans to take on a bigger metahuman, she has no powers. She's just fucking crazy. It'll make really, sense when you see the movie. Really quick, my biggest concern and all I want is a as a uh, out of five rating from you because I want to form my own opinion. But Jared Leto is Joker. Dude, One that, to five. Okay, I have I have a serious. Just just give, just give me a number. But I have a serious crush on Jared Leto. No, that's oh, yeah. fine. Uh, four. I give him a four. Okay, and and. For comparison, where would you put Heath Ledger on that scale? I think Heath Ledger did a very good job. They're just they're two different Jokers. I yeah. just mean quality. I obviously they're. Well, two you have different anarchist different. Joker, then you have gangster Joker. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Totally He's thing. totally gangster Joker. So yeah. I hear he doesn't get a lot of screen time, but the screen time that he gets, he steals. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would. I would. I mean, Heath Ledger, I liked a lot too. I'd give him a four as well. Right. I mean, Jack Nicholson will be the the the. 
be all end all of Joker because I was the first one I ever saw when I was a kid. Right. And but Jack Nicholson's Joker is just Jack Nicholson. Right, yeah, it's but it's still very Nicholson good. Right. Yeah. No, is see, I right now I have Ledger as my top, and I'm excited to see what Leto does to that. Uh, I I love like I had the same reaction to Leto being cast as I did to Ledger being cast. I was like, seriously, this guy's Joker. Like my reaction to Ledger was okay. So you got the the surfer dude who was the gay cowboy, like he was Knight's Tale. He was the gay cowboy, and he was like the shop owner in Lords of Dogtown, like that. And then he was the ten things I hate about you guy. And I'm like, all right, ten things I hate about you guy. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was really against it. And then when I heard the laugh and I saw the makeup, I'm like, all right, he can do this. I uh, wonder if he's going to have enough screen time for you to really form an opinion, though. Yeah, we'll see. He was on enough that I liked him uh, and enough that I want I want a Harley Quinn Joker movie. I love his look. I love the ink. I love the grill. I love the slicked back green hair. I hate the grill. Um, oh, really? See, That's I think stupid. it fits him. I think it looks cool. It fits. But, it fits the character. It definitely does. But yeah, yeah whatever. That's. We'll have to start a Suicide Squad podcast, just yeah. for one episode, so we can talk about it. Come on, the spoiler. Yeah, cast. we'll do. We'll do a spoiler cast for it. We'll invite you guys on. Yeah, let me know a date as soon as possible, since um, the, this next tomorrow. month is ultra fucked <laughs> for me. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, maybe maybe it'll work. Uh, real quickly, since I know we're all drinking beer except Corey, he's probably drinking a Sprite or something. <laughs> Uh, some Czech microbrewery. My, oh, fuck, a Czech microbrewery. Sorry, I've been drinking. Uh, is making beer that has two sentence horror movie or horror stories in it. Two sentence horror stories. Uh, it's kind of like there's the there's challenges like six word stories, uh, that kind of thing. But this is a company that has decided to promote their beer uh, instead of doing fucking emoticons. What the fuck is that, Pepsi? Like, I'm supposed to be excited that you put a face on your Pepsi or a slice of pizza? Who gives a shit? Uh, they are doing two-sentence, you know, tales about terror or being afraid. So things like, I just saw my reflection blink. Uh, or day, 30, small dick. day 312, internet's still not working, uh, which is why I would know that Nate has a small dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently I didn't feed him today, so he's being cranky. Well, that's fine. I get hangry too, little buddy. But I just figured this is one of those things that Matt will wind up sending you beer at some point. Maybe but it, this it, will be one of the special it's Czech, it's Czech Rep- It's like from the Czech Republic. I'm going to try and get it, but it might be hard for me to get. Mail order beer. I see. <laughs> yeah, I just order it. a bride and then have them <laughs> stuff the beer I mean, in. It's better than a mail order quit. Never, Nate, never mind. Nate. Nate, it's hard to fill up on two inches, buddy. Oh, fuck, we totally skipped a story. The Eli Roth thing. (laughs) I'm I'm in a hot mess right now. Eli (laughs) Eli Roth made a sci-fi horror movie, and there's a teaser for it. I didn't watch it. It probably sucks. Corey, did you watch it? I I watched the teaser. It is is such an immense amount of bullshit. It's like the worst computer-done intro of... Hey, in space, no one can hear you rip off someone else's shit because I'm Eli Roth, in, motherfucker. In space, no one uh, can it's walk basically in it's self-congratulating. It's like in this year, he he made it so that you didn't want to go to a cabin, and then this year, uh, he said hostels were bad for you, and now he's doing this bullshit because he's fucking Eli Roth. So I'm not alone in my hatred of him, right? No, fuck that. No, guy. I think we we've established that before. Uh, good. Yeah, I'd rather eat an asshole than talk with him. This year, humans give you cancer. 
I want to see a horror movie where Twinkies take over the world. Isn't that coming? I thought that was Minions. I don't know. I thought, I thought Seth Rogen made that movie. Meet whatever the fuck that movie is called. Uh, Sausage Party? Where, that's the one, yeah. I All I see is a hot dog in a bun a lot. <sighs> I'm sure there's a Twinkie. Put my headphones back onto a hot dog in a bun. Welcome back. It's nothing new for you. Uh, speaking of a hot dog in a bun, 2011's Drive Angry starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's all you need to say. End of show. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just, I'm just stopping it right here. Wasn't that really 2011? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. February 20th, 2011. That's one of my favorite bad movies, actually. I'm so happy we were doing it. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was bad, yeah, but no, it wasn't bad. Ter- like, but it's good. It's good bad. See, you can't judge Nicolas Cage movies based off of the rest of Hollywood. Doesn't work that way. You have to judge them based off of other Nicolas Cage movies. I'm looking at it like Seagal. Like it, it's like a Seagal movie. Yeah, it is. Me. He's he's kind of fills that role now. It's um you know uh, all of those cliche. I'm a I'm a badass rebel with a car kind of movies. I dig. Right. Uh, so one thing that I super hated was the fact that the license plate was "Drive Angry" on the car. Why do you hate that? I thought that was stupid. I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> maybe that's maybe they saw the license plate, and that's where they got the name of the movie from. <laughs> uh, take a page out of Nate's book. I it's a female so car, though, By so that, of course it would say drive angry. Maybe no. she only drives it. Maybe she only drives it three to five days a month. Uh, it's usually seven to ten. I assume she was menstruating. Um, uh, no, it was her. Did, it was her fiance's car. Oh, she did from her mouth. Was she was mad it was top. a 440 and not a Hemi. Jesus. That's fine. Oh, that eye roll from him when he heard that. That was great. <laughs> so it was a great movie full of character actors that I love. Movies carried by character actors with no real star, uh, Nicolas Cage aside, is just great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's half the cast of The Rock. They're back. They're there. They're here. They're queer. Get used to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's this? I mean, Does someone want to actually explain what the movie is about? Someone that actually liked it, Nate. Looking at you. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I like. Right. I really wanted Nick to like. Nick so, comes back from hell to avenge the death of his daughter. Well, that, yeah, but you don't. You her. don't know that starting so, off though. Did you just? Did you not want a synopsis? Right, but you you gotta spoil it in order. I want no oh no. You can God. spoil it in however, order, however you want to okay. spoil it. So so Nick, Nick Cage is back. He's a badass. So Nick Nick Cage plays this guy, and I, okay for the record, as he wants black coffee as a sugar. as a Nick Cage fanboy. I mean, do we want to go right in order? He looks more badass in this movie than he does in several others. I think he looks pretty fucking cool in this movie. He looks just like he did in The Rock or Con Air. No, he didn't have the. the I'm talking about the hair. He had like that he, hair in Con Air. No, it wasn't blonde. It was brown, it was and it was blonde. and it was and it was longer. Are you really gonna? Yeah, are you really I, gonna no, split hairs I, about the color of Nick Cage's hair? I'm gonna split hairs about his hair. In this movie, it was just above shoulder. Why the in, fuck did you notice that? In Con Air, it was more down below his shoulder blades. And they're making a Con Air too, and they go to space, and I'm excited as hell. Um, but anyway, I didn't know you had okay, now stop on. for a second. Can I we just? I told you, I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fanboy. I guess so. Can we just establish for a minute that Con Air? was Forrest Gump. Like, Nick Cage and Con Air was Forrest Gump. The entire story is about him trying to get back to Jenny, 
Uh, he, he's trying to like he talks like Forrest Gump. He he's got he, that. Okay, now hold. Okay, if, if, by he talks like Forrest Gump, you mean he talks like an inbred Southerner? Then that's fine. Pretty much. And the fact that he's like he goes and rescues his friend, who's basically Bubba in the thing. The entire movie is Forrest Gump takes over a plane full of criminals. Nobody. It is Nobody. like I could not watch that movie <laughs> enough without that. <laughs> Hey, at no point in Con Air does anything jump up and bite him in his butt. See, that is longer than it was in Drive Angry. No, you guys are. Yeah, but it's not past his shoulders, man. That's my new. It's it's blowing in the wind. What the fuck is wrong with you? Blowing the wind. Freaking me out, man. That's my new Facebook profile picture. Not if I do it first, bitch. Put it on the background. Yeah. You can do that too. You can have the background I call Facebook. All right, so apparently Facebook. everybody wants Nick Cage's dick as much as Nate does because... Well, I think Nate really wants Nick Cage in a Bell Sassoon commercial. Yeah. From the moment he shows up at a diner, uh, one of the waitresses there is just all over him and basically starts making out with him at his booth even though all he wants is sugar for his coffee. Uh, then he goes to another bar and uh, Charlotte Ross randomly shows up in this as a waitress who's giving him shit about his ID and then goes and has sex with him and gets all freaked out because he winds up shooting all these people. Yeah, except that while the gunfight is going on, she's totally into it, and then she's freaked out. That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, she's freaked out after. And you mentioned the waitress from the diner from Mike and Molly, which I don't watch. Yeah. But it's funny how many sitcom actors are, are in this movie. And then the waitress that fucks him is fucking on I just, arrow. I just want to thank Matt for his inspiration for my new backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> you just leave that up all the time now. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and you're going to have to go in that room with a black light at some point and see what the hell Nate's done in there. <laughs> it's so backwards. It's fucking me up. Hang on. Wait. There you go. I'll there get there. Go. I'll get there. There it is. <laughs> Hold on. His facial expression is perfect. Do it again. It needs to be all Ace Ventura style. Put down the bunny. Um, anyway, but yeah, so... My daughter's birthday So Nick Cage, July. as far as you know from the beginning of the movie, Nick Cage is this dude who's trying to avenge his daughter's death and the kidnapping of his grandchild. I thought uh, you had to spoil it in order. That is an you order. You just said the same fucking thing I did. Can we just no, because he came back from the dead. You don't know that yet. You don't find out he is also dead until like two-thirds of the way through the movie. You guys fight like a married couple. <laughs> We're together enough. Well, it's how long do I want to put up with Nate being full of shit, you know? <sighs> you going to cock slap him? I, is yeah, it because I... it's impacted? Uh, so essentially, this is this is Nick Cage deciding he wants to do Ghostbuster, not Ghostbuster, Ghost Rider 3, uh, which is probably more like Ghost Rider than Ghost Rider itself was, certainly the sequel. I had right. that thought during the film. Oh, yeah, that, no, that, that, that's a good... Uh... I yeah. like that. That's a good. That's More a good fitting person. now that Ghost Rider is going to have a car on um, Agents of Shield. Yeah, the completely right. different Ghost Rider. But Nick Cage just—he's a guy who always wants to play superheroes, and they keep not giving him the superhero movies that he wants. So he's just like, "Well, fuck it. I'll just do whatever I fucking want to now, because Hollywood's not going to give me shit for films, and I can just throw something together for ten grand in a basement." Right. Uh, is he going to start doing porn? That's all I got out of what you said. <laughs> no. Uh, I just trying to find that. I can... <laughs> Are you trying to find Nick Cage doing no, porn? No, something else. Shut up. Are you going to describe to us what his hair looks like in it? Because I have a feeling that you're going to know. No, see, his pubes sweep to the left in this one. And obviously, 
back in his previous porn jobs, they parted to the right. I venture to guess he will have long hair that you can the grab a hold on, and funny. you can squeal huh? like a pig. See that one? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Uh, do you want to share with the rest of the class? Oh, oh I'm going to share. See. Don't you worry. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, this is a shit show. I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God damn it. I have never advised people to watch the video of the podcast of Terror, but at this point in time, yeah, you might need to. You might you might have to go to it for this right now. Uh, it's, it's amazing what you can find on the internet when you Google Nicholas Cage GIF. Uh, I'm going to look right now. Corey, someone in the chat said you need to stop. I don't know what you're stopping, but whatever it is, do it more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do know that Amy Frost mentioned that Nate's man crush is kind of overwhelming. <laughs> Which one? God. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Man crushes. Why does Nicholas Who Cage off so, so far? Many... Leto and, and Cage, right? Who else is there? I don't know. He's got a crush on Leto. Yeah, I fucking... Ooh. Reynolds. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to Nick Cage's co-star in this, which is Amber Heard as Piper, the sweetheart waitress who just wants to oh. get swept up by her boyfriend who's not going to give her a diamond ring, but she won't let him stick his dick anywhere near her until he gets down on his knees and proposes marriage. And then, of course, she goes home early from work and... He's banging a neighbor chick. Of course. Damn neighbor chick. I would totally. Everything so, is so fucking cliche in this. I would, yeah. tongue, I would tongue plow her stink ditch. <laughs> God. She'll let you fuck. <laughs> She'll let you fuck the pain. That away. was the look on her face when she found the neighbor chick. Uh, oh, Corey, you're not supposed to talk about Nick Cage's pubes anymore. I'm going to try not to. Yeah. Um,. Do you think he's a landing strip type of guy? A pizza or clean? When you say pizza... Like the, the pizza what? Like a slice? Slice of pizza? I oh, imagine he's got Elvis sideburns. <laughs> his, his, his dick has sideburns. Nick Cage Big. is a 70s porno. Yeah, he probably. He's got so much bush it's hard to find. Why didn't we do Bulletproof? I would have been down with that. So yeah, so you mentioned That's character actors. There were, uh, there were a lot of people in this... Um, Probably a lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the one uh, thing about this movie that that worked for me better than anything else is William Fickner as the accountant. Yeah. yeah, he was awesome. That's what I was. Sorry, I, that's whose yes. name I was trying to forget. Cause yeah, or I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, that's what I was referencing when he asked the guy about the uh, the charger, and he was like 440 or a Hemi. And the guy said 440 to kind of give him a look. Uh, just that he had so many. Like I think he he acted the best in the movie. Uh, his his mannerisms, his facial expressions, uh, but yeah. he tends to steal a lot of roles. I mean, even the bit part he had in The Dark Knight, he played it very well. Yeah, so. I mean, he's he's just one of those guys that shows up in something and it feels elevated by his presence. He doesn't yeah. have to do a lot, you know. He's just a great character actor that you just plug him in a part, and especially if he's just being a condescending prick. Yeah, he's I'm great at being nonchalantly evil. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, fat fuck, come here. <laughs> Dead fat fuck. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of what else he's in. He's, oh, I, mean, he's in I, I want to ask something. Have any of you ever gone to a truck stop where the waitresses were that easy? 
I mean, that see, that was like the most unrealistic thing in the movie. I neither confirm nor deny my <laughs> truck stop easiness. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. She's lying about there being a full moon just so he'll go to bed with her? Uh, maybe it was her seven to ten days of whatever the hell we said before. Menstrual cycle. Menstrual. Menstrual cycle. Um, where, why, where are we in this? Where are we even talking about right now? I don't fucking um, I feel like the go-to um, right now is Nick Cage's pubes, but I think I told someone we would stop. So, so having us on is like your vacation from actually doing the show that we were supposed <laughs> Dude, to. Dude, right? no, not even. Like I had everything planned out, and then last night happened the way that it did, in which I explained to you, and I it just fucking ruined my day. I, I got off the couch to come in here. That's it. I even. Tried All right. So what's next? Um. So, so okay, did we ever establish? Nick Cage's daughter is dead, right. and his granddaughter has been kidnapped. Now, the person who's kidnapped the granddaughter is the person who was running a cult that his daughter was a part of, uh, killed her, killed the father to take the baby, is sacrificing the baby to summon the devil? They kind of glaze around that. Like At some point, it sounds like, oh, yeah, they're going to bring hell to earth, and then it's, oh, no, we're going to bring power to ourselves. It just didn't make right. a lot of sense. Like The accountant hears it and goes... Oh well, maybe I'll let Nick Cage run around for a little while like a fucktwit because this could be more beneficial to me somehow. Like either way, he wins is what he says, and I right. don't really understand what that's supposed to mean. Um, so we actually not know quite what sure. he is. I mean, is he a reaper? At one point, he alludes to being God. Somebody says Jesus Christ, and he says, "Oh, a carpenter, I know, but I prefer short hair." And up until yeah. that point, I figured he was just a reaper chasing down. Nick Cage. No, he he says that Christ, unbeknownst to most people's opinions, prefers short hair. Is that uh, what he said? Hair. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's not he's the he, carpenter. He's definitely death. You know, he's definitely the Grim Reaper or something like that. I right. think the coin that he kept tossing around might have been supposed to be in some way related to uh, Charon, who ferries the people across the river Styx. Yeah, that was what I figured there. But, but for the most part, I mean, it almost seemed like a lot of what Nick Cage was doing was sort of doing his job, but he does, as he runs into the guys when he gets out of the car that's gone off the bridge, he says to them, you know, I won't see you until you're 74, and the other one, I'll see you in three months. Right. Uh, so he's he's definitely talking about coming back for people, but the motivations are a little weird. The, the only reason he's going after Nick Cage, I guess, is because he's come <clears throat> back to life, which is against the rules. Right. He's come back to life by also escaping hell, so it seems like that shouldn't be the only one who's after Cage. Uh, the other portion of it is is that this guy who is summoning, summoning the devil has already had a pretty bad life. In the last moments of stealing this baby, he had his dick bitten off by Cage's daughter, uh, which gets heavily implied, and then Cage basically calls him dickless right after that, and he shoots the guy in the face who is the only other person that was privy to it, except for everybody else in the goddamn church at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that other guy, the guy that played uh, King, see, he was somebody who I also, like I recognized him, but I couldn't put a name to the face. And I know I've seen him in other places. Yeah, Billy Burke, I don't recognize for much of anything at all. Uh, really? Apparently he was in Twilight. No, that wouldn't have been it. No, sure, that wasn't it. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> no, I've never seen one. Uh-huh. Uh, was he was also in Party Burke? 5 and Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I can keep going for you. 
Uh, why do you know so much be- about this guy? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Nate, but why do you know so much about Billy Burke? You know him from Revolution, I think. Did you watch that show? No. Um, I'm trying to look and see what he would even be on. Fringe, uh, maybe? No. Nope, really? Didn't watch that either. I have no idea. Maybe. No, that was just one episode. He was um, in the movie Mafia. Like oh, no, 24. In oh. twenty in twenty four season two, um, he was the guy that was dating Jack's daughter after the mother dies, or she, baby, she, was... she she babysat his daughter or something. Yeah, okay. she she was the, she was Jack's daughter, uh, Alicia whatever her name is. Um, she was the ba- she was this guy's babysitter, and he was like a douchebag, and he used to beat the shirt of his wife and his daughter and stuff, and. Yeah, he's he plays a really good fucking asshole. So commas, huh? Commas, like if there was the commas weren't in the right place in that sentence, he would play a really good fucking asshole. I'll see myself out. Uh, David Morse is also in this. David Morse, I think was I think you already mentioned Brandon that people from The Rock were in this. David Morse is definitely in that, yep. and he was of course from way back in the day from Sin Elsewhere. But he's he's done a lot of cool shit. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. I, I <laughs> should we actually talk about like what we thought of the movie? Maybe you guys want. So to, I'm assuming say no, having watched it, that this was this was made for 3D because oh, yeah. every fucking thing was like here's bullets coming straight at you. Anytime he shoots anybody, the bullet is gonna come at the screen. Yeah, uh, all the credits were forced I saw it when forward. it came out in 3D. It was the first movie I'd seen in this current era of 3D movies. I think I might have picked it up on Blu-ray in 3D back in the day, too. Because I had a 3D TV for a while, so... Now, one of my big complaints about 3D is a lot of the movies that have been put out in 3D were post-production. Like, they decided afterwards, oh, we're gonna we're gonna add 3D to this now. And it's like, well, shit, that's gonna look like crap because nothing was really shot that way in the first place, so now we have to fake it. This looks like it was made to be 3D from the very beginning. Yeah. Right. But I can't say it looked any better because. Well, no, but see, that kind of has the the reverse effect. Like when you see a movie that's supposed to be in 2D, but they they post production it to 3D, and you watch it in 3D, it just looks like it was it was plastered on, and it typically doesn't look good, Uh, unless you're talking about an animated movie, of course, because they can just do magical things with 3D. See, I but, think, again, that this is part of the awful goodness of this movie. The fact that it's so bad in so many ways right. adds to it. Yeah, no, that's true. But, the, like, see, the 3D I thought was good. Like, I mean, it wasn't, like, if you saw it in 3D, it wasn't cheesy at all. It, it looked good for, for its time. I mean, again, we're talking about a movie that uh, it's, coming up on, it's coming up on being six years old. I, I mean, saw it in 3D. I, it was cheesy. So, but yeah, I mean, the the fact is is that it's cheesy because they're shooting all the scenes to make it so that he's shooting directly at the viewer and that things right. are crashing directly at the viewer. So it's 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 no different than watching 3D movies in the 80s when they did the third Friday the 13th and Jaws 3D and stuff. It's the exact same thing. It's not like the idea actually improved, and this is why I think 3D didn't really take off. Besides the fact you had to wear glasses for the experience, which a lot of people like me wouldn't get the benefit from. Right. But on top of that, it just it feels just hammered on in a way that is unnatural to right. storytelling. 
No, I can see that. That makes sense. I think this whole movie is also an homage to an 80s action. It's very last action hero from the, the, the music track and everything. It's just so cliche. So speak, mm-hmm. Speaking of the music track, the film ends with uh, with Cage's character, John Milton, and the accountant driving off in the car, driving essentially back to hell. And they play this song for no other reason than it just sounds like a goddamn homage to Meatloaf, like Bat Out of Hell. And it's just weird because they just play it for that scene of them driving back into hell, and then it stops and it goes to completely different music for the, the credits and stuff. But I was like, this is just the ultimate cheese fest right here. And it actually, it was such a great statement about the movie because it, it, you're right, it feels like that's what they were going for. They were yeah. trying to make the easiest movie that they could. It was basically, yeah, is, it was Nicolas Cage's last action hero. Yeah, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Like, we're shitting on the movie, and, and that that is sort of what we do here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do not want to be grouped into any group of people that is claiming to be shitting on the movie because I am yeah, not. You, you I want to be grouped in the people that are getting shit on by Ryan Reynolds and Nick Cage. But <laughs> I'm just saying that. No, he wants to be the guy that's being shit on by Ryan Reynolds while combing Nick Cage's hair. <laughs> just, uh, let me that's a visual. That's why it parts that way. So <laughs> we got to get this out quick. It's going to leave streaks. But as an example of the kind of film that it is trying to be, it is a good example of that kind of movie. Like, sometimes you're not trying to make genius cinema. You're not trying to make a really, you know, up-level film that is trying to change the market or bring new experiences. You're just trying to make this is a in-your-face action movie. Uh, right. Keanu Reeves has kind of gone the route of Nick Cage, which is he hit his high point and then hit really, really low points in his films, but had sort of a resurgence recently with John Wick. And John Wick was just like a beat-em-up action movie with a lot of guns and a lot of, you know, assassins beating on each other and killing each other and shit. And it didn't try to be anything more than that, and so it did a really good job of it. And that's why I think people embraced it. Now, Nicolas Cage didn't quite hit that level with this, but I could see Nicolas Cage getting that kind of role or doing that kind of movie because he's not afraid to be in <clears throat> shitty films that yeah. don't try to go to that next level right. and doing something that could be that class again because Nick Cage is capable of being a better actor. He just has chosen not to throw his all into it Well, for I a think long it's... Time. See, I, I heard in, in fairly recently in, in discussing Nicolas Cage with somebody, um, somebody made the analogy of Nicolas Cage is the Nickelback of Hollywood. And, like, now, I'm also a big Nickelback fan. So I know. I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, I forgot that I forgot that about you. I think uh, that'll do it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reason that I brought that up is because of what Corey said there, and it makes a lot of sense. Everybody in Nickelback is a talented musician. Chad Kroger is a talented vocalist, but they don't try and go above and beyond. They don't try and do anything new. They do what sells because it sells, and that's what they do. And it's the same with Nicolas Cage. Like, we know Nicolas Cage can act. We've seen him in certain situations act. But Nicolas Cage, in, in modern Nicolas Cage movies, has almost become a caricature of himself. And he knows that he is known for being an over-the-top actor. And he yeah. overacts everything. And that's one of the beauties about Nicolas Cage. Uh, he was great standing by Sean Connery in The Rock. Uh, he was a really good leaning man in 8mm. 
Um, but he was still Nicolas Cage in all of those movies. Well, he was, but if where you, does the great acting if, come into play? If you look at the modern stuff that he's done, or the more modern, like Drive Angry, like uh, what was it, Crash? No, it wasn't Crash. It was, um, uh, what was that? Sixty seconds. No, that, no, but that there's another great one from like it's, okay. So if you look at that era of Nicolas Cage, Gone in sixty seconds, um, The Rock, uh, things like that. He wasn't quite as over the top. He still was, but not quite as much. Then you kind of stop, and it kind of stopped at Con Air. And then you get into the modern Nicolas Cage movies where he's basically putting out, or at least for a, for a span of a few years, he was putting out two or three pretty crappy uh, B-rated action movies. Well, he got as far as, what, Snake Eyes and then Wicker Man, and then we saw him again in Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call. I don't think I saw Bad oh, Lieutenant. My. Oh, my God. You want to talk about <laughs> overacting, dude. Well, I mean, part of the problem was that Nicolas Cage went through a pretty heavy lawsuit slash divorce where he was broke. He lost all his money and just started lost taking everything. jobs. Yeah, he started taking jobs left and right just to do it, just to because he needed cash. And so the other thing is that Nicolas Cage's most popular films were the ones that became like big action movies. And he had been doing things that were more refined parts or more uh, drama-based and things. But when he did The Rock and when he did Con Air and he started doing these other films, it became big, giant spectacle films where it wasn't as important for him to put forth as much effort in his acting right? because they, just, they sold based off of the spectacle. And right. so he kind of relaxed. The other part of it is that people like me, uh, shit on Nicolas Cage because he's not a great actor, but he's found success, so why should he try harder? You know, why throw your all into something if people are just going to crap on you even when you do really solid work? Right. No, for, for definitely. I mean, I agree, but, like, I mean, see, when it comes to, like, again, Nicolas Cage, like, I loved the National Treasure movies. I thought they were a lot of fun. Those I are liked, a lot of fun. I liked his role in Kick-Ass. I thought, what was he, Bat-Dad or whatever he the hell He was great in Kick-Ass. Yeah. So and and that's where I look at him and I and I you know I say yeah he he can play a role well, but it's it's one of those things it's it's no different than again I'll use the Nickelback reference if you hired Nickelback to do a show and then they showed up and play classical music that's not what you hire Nickelback for no well right. if you hired Nicolas Cage to do a movie and suddenly he showed up and acted like a classically trained actor. That's not what you hire Nicolas no. Cage for. It's like Willis or Travolta. You're paying for those people right. to be what they are. They can't really step outside of what we know them as. Right. Well, I mean, I, I've said before, Jack Nicholson is a beloved actor. He's obviously he's made a lot of incredible work, but he always plays Jack Nicholson. Yeah, And oh, for sure. nobody gives him shit about it because everything he does, he picks great people to work for. He picks great movies to be in. But he never goes outside of who he, he is in his roles. Right. You know, you watch De Jack Nicholson play the devil. Uh, you watch Jack Nicholson play a guy running a hotel. You watch him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's always Jack. And it's, right. it's perfectly all right because the films are just great movies. I absolutely loved him in Anger Management. Mm -hmm. it was, I agree. Wow, we agree on something. We agree on a couple things. Dick. <laughs> Your love of? Love of dicks. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, another I person gets a lot of... Corey and I will just be over here. You yeah. guys go ahead. 
I hope that's far enough away uh, from the splatter zone. Uh, the, the other thing about this is that it's a Gallagher, Amber, it's a Gallagher show. Okay. Dickomatic. Uh, Amber Heard also gets a lot of shit for not being a very good actress, and I thought that she was perfectly. I'm going to use a word, and it's going to sound bad. Uh, I thought she was serviceable in this, uh, in the role that she was supposed I, to be playing. I bet you did. I think that she probably has a good idea how to play white trash anyway, so it's fitting. <laughs> now, what else do we know her from? Being married to Johnny Depp. Really? Allegedly. Yeah, uh, yeah she... Until recently. Until now, where uh, she's apparently dating Elon Musk. So let's see. She's playing Mara in Aquaman and Justice yeah. League. Um, I do not remember her. She was her Zoe in right? Magic Mike... Um, I don't remember. Thing, her I think that she oh, was, she was the girlfriend. Yeah, she, she was the girl. She was the apartment. The, yeah, in the beginning. The apartment at, yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, she was in Zombieland. Yep. She was in Pineapple Express, Californication. Yeah, she was Seth Rogen's girlfriend that he kept arguing with over the phone because she was oh. still in high school in uh, Pineapple Express. Okay, I don't think I ever saw that. Can yeah, and that? and. Obviously, there are people who are choosing sides between her and Johnny Depp with everything that's going down right now. But just on the merit of being this film and, again, going off of what this film was supposed to be, the the role that she played in it, I thought that she was fine. She did a serviceable job. It wasn't like I was being tortured by her being on the screen when she was right. there. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was you know, a throwback to what Brandon said as far as it's like, it's like almost an, an homage to 80s movies. Uh, yeah, she was very much like that 80s action movie sidekick. Um, obviously, in the 80s, it was more of just like it was uh, the less the less macho man was typically the sidekick. Uh, you know, and in this case, it was a female. And um, she, yeah, I think she kicked ass. I, I thought she was cool. That scene where she stood off with her uh, her her fiance, uh, I thought was pretty cool. I mean, the thing about her is she was attractive. And she was, she was definitely sexualized. If you look at what she was wearing in her oh, shorts yeah. and in her outfit, but they made her strong and they made her an independent character. It's not like they made her the weak woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. She winds up quitting her job because she gets sick of taking shit from a guy right. who was giving her crap over comping muffins that were going to get thrown away. Right. And she she stood up to him. She still was trying to do right by these people, and she's walking out the door. Right. Yeah, she it's was totally her own character. It's funny she's the only female in the movie that's empowered. All the rest of them are mindless fuck machines. Well, right. his she, daughter she... isn't. I mean, she she went through, obviously, she came to being part of a cult and everything. Right. But she tried to protect her kid, and that's what got her killed. Right. There are two, but when there's only four females in the film. Right. And then there's the woman who is working for... Uh, Jonah that is c basically keeping the baby safe. The one who and, has the crisis of conscience at the end. Right, and yeah. refuses to give the baby to him, and the accountant even calls her out on it and is like, you know, would you have actually done it? And she kind of shook her head no, and he seemed impressed with her in that moment. Yeah, so th there's the other woman that is working for Jonah that is like the hard-ass tough chick who winds up fighting Piper and gets thrown out the window, and then Get has the best death destroyed. scene in the movie. It's <laughs> destroyed by the people that she's working with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there were some. But see, I wouldn't call her empowered either, though. She was mindlessly allegiant to Jonah for right. You know. 
so she still was under the thumb of a man in that area but yeah no absolutely i completely agree it it's that's this movie isn't trying to elevate any character though no no i thought we were going down a rabbit hole there that was not legitimately uh, relevant i mean piper's boyfriend you know she punches him because he she catches him cheating on her and then he hits her back and then he he makes the very blatant uh horrible boyfriend statement of, well, I'm not going to let you be pretty for anybody else either as he goes right. to punch her in the face. It's like, that that's a guy that was made because you want to see him get his comeuppance. Right. It, he's just put there to be that kind of asshole. <laughs> Why does everyone keep hurting me? Uh... <laughs> that was actually funny. <laughs> but the, <sighs> the, the cop, the, the sheriff of the town and everything was... You know, just like kind of an interesting throw-in just to have him there. I believe he was right. the guy who was in Night of the Creeps who kept saying, Thrill Me. Oh, uh, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, and he was the he was the dad whose daughter was killed in the first Lethal Weapon. Uh, but yeah, just to have him in there and be sort of that asshole sheriff, but he does it really well. It was kind of a nice addition because this is the movie we're making and these are the kind of characters we'd like to see in this. And even he wasn't so far out there. When he saw that his guy was part of the Satanist group, he called him on it and shit. You know, it was... Not everybody was awful, and in some ways, some of them seemed like they were manipulated by, say, the accountant to do things that they wouldn't normally do. But it was still kind of like... Yeah, it's it's all just big, silly fun. Right. For sure. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, I It's my, I think, third time seeing it. Um, yeah, and, uh, I agree with you. It's one of my favorite shitty action movies. It's right up there with Faster and uh, Reacher and fucking John Wick, like, all of those movies. It's like a supernatural version of Streets of Fire. But that's mm-hmm. going way back to the 80s. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Never even heard of it. I no. Hope that makes you feel old. Uh, <laughs> I can do Streets of Rage or Chariots of Fire. Can't yeah. do Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire. Uh, you want to go ahead? Let's let's rate it, I guess, unless anyone else has any more meaningful conversation to have. Meaningful being the key term there. Well, I mean, just to finish off, do you guys think it... There was obviously the potential for it to lead to a sequel? Oh, yeah, yeah easily. Why wouldn't they leave it for, yeah. you know... I don't think we'll see one. No. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's a drive angry two in the works. No. Drive but angry two. Drive angrier. It, <laughs> nobody was asking for this movie, and I, we obviously know that it's not about big budget landings for for Cage movies to get made. You know, when he's doing all of these crap films, it's like, why not do a sequel to this? Because they're doing sequels to other films, and it just seems like that makes no sense at this point. Uh, to just come out with a sequel to a film that's 20 years old or whatever, he established a movie that was his own sort of owned ghost writer. So why wouldn't he do that where he gets to come back and he's actually working for the establishment now as opposed to being an escapee? See, if it was really well-received, we would have seen a million unknown sequels that were straight to video with different actors making it a totally different movie. Like fucking Jarhead and shit. Yeah. They made sequels some other, some other, you know, there's so many movies that get sequels, and now there's like 20 of them, and they have nothing to do with what the original movie was. Like The Land Before Time. Yeah. Yep. Were there like 15 of those now? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't. Even, I think 15 is is low. I'm not. I don't. There are there are a lot. So I'm wondering, what did this get on Rotten Tomatoes? 
Oh, you know what? This is a 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not terrible. Uh, it's 20% higher than Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Take down Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, They're mean. Yeah, it's um, it's higher than The Legend of Tarzan. Um, it's higher than Ice Age. It's it's almost as high as the newest Jason Bourne movie. Sausage Party has 100%. I don't know what the hell Nine Lives is, but it has 4%. Oh, it's that fucking cat movie where Kevin Spacey ends up inside of a cat because he works too hard. What? I, dude, I'm not even kidding. It, 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 it's Why basically it's Disney saying, fuck you, America. Right. Uh, Brandon, there are currently 14 Land Before Times in a TV series. Wow. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I've got to go and catch up on my Land Before Time, though. <laughs> That's a Land Before Time to watch. At some point, time has to show up, though, right? <laughs> no, it's still this is, before It's the land before time. If there's no time, when does time show up? Nate, this is well, it's just before. Thinking, it's ex- uh, if the expectation uh, is time's going to get there. World of Warcraft Even- reference. Eventually, they'll come uh, to the, the land closer what? to time. Well, because it's a, it's a totally different land, man. It's Oh, no. See, the reference, when he says the land before time, well, if there's no time being kept, how can time show up? Um, but it's kind of in the same reference of like if God created the world in the, on the seventh day, well, how the fuck had seven days passed? Or God created the sun on the seventh day. How did seven days pass? Dude, no, on the seventh day he rested. Pay Matt. attention. I don't fucking know. Fifth day, fourth day. You gotta ask Matt. Matt, what day was it? <laughs> Dude, just because I believe in him doesn't mean I fucking know everything. So along the lines of talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all like J.F. DeBow, who here read his book. I that's did. right, motherfuckers. Look, yeah, that's I right. don't. I don't read books. I bought multiple <laughs> copies because I support him, but I have yet to read it. I did. So wait, going back to cartoon dinosaurs, did anybody watch Dink the Little Dinosaur when they were a kid? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, but speaking of cartoon dinosaurs, in World of Warcraft, since you brought it up, so I'll make Jesus. a reference. All right. In World of Warcraft, there is a, a a small pet raptor that you can get, um, and his name is Pecker. I have him. And if you go up to him in your garrison, you can right-click on him, and, the, and it, it does a, a, a channeled action bar. And the title of the action that you're doing that's channeling is called petting. So you're going into your garrison and petting the pecker. <clears throat> Little pecker getting pet. Peter Piper picked a pet pecker. Pickled peckers. <laughs> wow. Peter Piper petted pecker. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So uh, when we say rewatchability, zero to five, well, we don't mean rewatchability of this episode of the show. But well, that should be fucking high, man. That's like a five point five. <laughs> Only to see your backgrounds change. Uh, I'll give it a rewatchability at two. I guess someone's got to start this fucking party. We never even talked about why you disliked it so much. God damn it! It's back again. Um, <laughs> where do, where does your disdain for this movie come in? Shitty acting. Well, I mean, that's to be expected in a movie of this caliber, but... Right, so that that's really it. It's just bad acting. I, I, I liked the concept for the story. I really enjoy the whole... I broke out of hell to do an action, and, you know, the devil and his, his peeps are chasing me. Uh, it's very... Just, uh, it's very spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, just uh, really... It's really hard to, like, get into it and like it when Nicolas Cage is just fucking ruining it. What did you guys think of the blatant Terminator ripoff with the eyeball and the sunglasses in the mirror and shit? Par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. I have expected that. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. me too. And that reminds me of the Wonder Woman trailer. Did you guys see that? I think I did watch it. Yeah, I've so seen love, it. I so love the theme for that movie with the drums. It's great. 
I masturbated. I'm distracted much. by our background. Yeah, I know. I was trying to ignore it, but I can't. <laughs> it's just so captivating. The Nicolas Cage side boob. <sighs> he looks good naked. Um, Corey, what do you give it for rewatchability? <laughs> rewatchability, I'll give it a two. It, it's it's fine. It's perfectly watchable. I think I actually had seen it before, but couldn't remember dick about it. Uh, there wasn't any dick in it. I know you were hopeful, but no, there was. It in was all inside that waitress. Uh, how did we talk about this movie and not talk about the fuck scene where he kills a bunch of people with oh, yeah. out of her? How did we not talk about that scene? We did a little bit because I asked why she was so upset at the end but so into it during the gunfight. No, you asked that while we were watching it. I think I asked it at the beginning of the show. Oh, did you? But that was like one of the best scenes. That was interesting. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It's like... We he killed them all while we were fucking. You don't understand. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> I, when she said that it never happened to me before, I really thought she was going to be talking about the fact that she'd never actually orgasmed before. Like this was this was yeah. the shot that made it all happen for That's her. That's where I thought it was going. When he got tased, I figured she'd be like, "I've never come so hard before. I have to have right fights all the time." Now, what kind of fetish is that? The best kind. <laughs> uh, but no, that's. As, as trashy as this movie tries to be, the fact that that wasn't where the conversation went with the cop made it a little bit less trashy. Right. Like, my expectations, I was kind of disappointed that it didn't go to that level, even though it's just a horrible thing that it would have done. It was like, probably oh, God, purpose. this is just so fucking obvious. But then they didn't. So right. They were smart enough to know to take us to the brink, but not actually take us all the way. Right. What does it say about me that I feel bad that it wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, for re- rewatchability for me, um, I would. Uh, it it depends. Like when it comes to just if I want to watch a good movie, I'm not gonna watch this. I mean, I'm I, I may have Nicolas Cage blinders on, but uh, I'm not gonna pick this. But if you were to say that, like, if it was a a boring afternoon and you were to give me like a fun brainless action movie to pick, this is definitely up there in the top five. Um, I would say that being considered, I would probably give it like a 3.5 or a 4. Because I, I could watch it. It doesn't, I mean, the way I'm scaling it isn't like I want to go watch it again right now, but I could certainly watch it again and enjoy it. Now, the way I rate it is if it was on FX on a Sunday afternoon and I'm going through the channels trying to find something to watch, if this was on, okay, if if HGTV isn't playing Fixer Upper, but is instead playing... Uh, the the ones where the two people are like love it or list it. I fucking hate them. So I'd watch this instead of love it or list it. But otherwise, you I'm gonna watch a rerun of Property Brothers over this. You don't want to watch Wes Borland flip this house? Come on, Matt. Dude, is that I, even I, on? It is. It is. Uh, it's what is it called? I thought it was flip this house. I, th- I can't uh, Google. Uh, I, fi- yeah. I found yeah. out about this last night. Wes Borland. My fucking mother was watching it one day, and I'm like, "Is that Wes Borland? Sure. Yeah, what the a, fuck is going on?" Him and his wife. This is renovation show. What the fuck is it called? Uh, American Rehab Motor City. Is that what it's called? Yep. No shit. There you go. I'd watch that just because. I mean, I assume it takes place in Detroit. Yeah. 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 They buy like a really cheap mansion and fix it up. Okay. <laughs> Wow, what are uh, you trying to tell me, Nate? Is, uh, this all, is this all about you? It's a two for one on Brandon. <laughs> Fire sale. 
<laughs> That's really weird. Come closer. That... <laughs> totally. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> uh, can we get the story before we just completely break down? Um, oh, my phone's not on silent, apparently. Um, who's starting with that? Matt, you starting again? Uh, what? Wait. Oh no, Brandon never gave his score on rewatch. rewatch. Oh, all right. So I would give it a four. Uh, it's the comfort food of movies for me. There's that fucking image again. <laughs> Fair enough. It's the kind of movie, you know, rainy afternoon, bored, I fall asleep agree. to kind of movie. Um, for story, I would. I'll give it a three. Like I said, it wasn't the worst. I really did have a, an interest in the story. It's just the execution fell pretty flat. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, because I do like the comic book feel, the the supernatural shit, like all of that stuff. I think was what piqued my interest about it, and why I would be okay if they did a sequel. So I'll say three for story. I think I'm probably on par there with you guys. Uh, it, you know, the first time seeing it, it was it was interesting to me. I hadn't seen any trailers on it. I just saw that it was a new Nicolas Cage movie, so I picked it up. Uh, I. I was having fun when it went supernatural because I didn't realize that's where it was going uh, until they kind of, you know, started hinting at it. Uh, so yeah, it, it, I would I would say yeah, I think three is probably pretty good for that. Yeah, it's got a from dust till dawn kind of feel to it in the beginning. You don't have to wait as long for it to turn, but. Are you going no. three as well then, Brandon? Oh, I already said four. Oh, I fucking missed that. <laughs> yeah, four. Four uh, for me. Scariness zero. Zero. Yeah, that's fucking not, Zero. Even, not even a question. Uh, Nicholas Cage fucking in his clothes. Uh, that's that's an easy two. I was uh, so terrified I was going to see this Nick's background face. is scarier than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was expecting to see though. It's the anticipation. Literally, oh god, he had left speechless more than one time. Um, Awesome. That, so, was, that was his own face. Oh. That was his own face. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com, or you can leave us a message on our website. Uh, we want to hear from you. Let us know what sucks, what we should do better, uh, if we should never, ever have... Don't have, the, don't have the Ink Geeks back again, ever. Yeah, see, if you don't ever want to hear them again, just send us an email. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. let us know what we can do better. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Terror. You can also subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. You can leave us feedback on whichever one you like. You can uh, find all the subscription options and links on gncast.com slash subscribe. I cannot talk for shit. Finally, you can join us on Facebook. Uh, our page is under Galactic Netcasts. Nate, Brandon, where can everyone find you and all of the shit that you guys do? This is where you play the bumper, right? Uh, no, because they all target certain shows. I can do it easily. Uh, you can find everything we do over at inkedgeekstudios.com. Uh, we have several different podcasts that we do. Uh, and, yeah, I think I'll keep it short at that. I mean, I live stream game on Twitch uh, at XCynicX. But other than that, um, yeah, just uh, inkedgeekstudios.com, IG, uh, iGeekstudios, uh, at iGeekstudios on Twitter. Uh, and follow us there, and anytime new shows go up, it gets retweeted by that. So uh, that would be kind of the main hub, and you can kind of trickle down to everything from there. Yeah, a big thing about uh, Nate and Brandon's stuff, and, and Ink Geek Studios in general, is that a lot of their stuff has a really great live community, and 
while we primarily focus on the podcast and putting that stuff out there on the, the different downloaders, it's really fun to be a part of their shows when they're recording live because the way that you guys kind of bring the audience in, you have people who are there all the time like Ashley and stuff. It's just, I think that's a different element than what we do, but it's one of my favorite aspects of what your network does. Cool. Well, thank you. I, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, you can take their dick out of your mouth now, Corey. Uh, but it's just no, a taste. I can't. I haven't come yet. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Why does it taste like Brandon's ass? How, oh. how, how dare you try to, to fucking smile blue ball me? <laughs> I think the more important question is how do you know what Brandon's ass tastes like? Matt. <laughs> well. Corey, where can people find you on the internet? Wait, so when are we going to have this circular symposium again where we like have a dick-eating, ass-licking, fucking good time. You can find all the information on that if you go to donascomics.com, which is where I help publish the comics and works of Levi Krauss. Uh, we are currently uh, weekly putting out our comic spells in Levi's world, and you can also find some of the other stuff that we publish there, our Irregular Shock and the archives of Bayar and Strope. I'm going to fly these guys I, out here, I think. I do want to say really quick, if you want more of this next week, minus Matt, um, which reminds me of a TV show. What was that show? I think it was called The Weakest Link. Um, uh, but no, we're going to have Corey on Mind of a Geek uh, next week. So um, Shameless plug. Hey, it's really for sorry. you guys, too. No, yeah, use it, use it when you can. I yeah. support that shit. Finally, have Corey on Mind of a Geek after months know, of pleading and begging. Like, I don't feel important enough to come on. We had Matt on there. What are you talking about? Hey, motherfucker. Like... <laughs> I've done some shit in my day. Um, awesome. No. Well, we love you, Matt. I uh, like giving you shit. Yeah, it's not, dude, it goes both ways. I wouldn't have had you guys back if I didn't enjoy so does Nate. our time. What? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. Corey's and Matt, I, Matt, I, I, people I, I, can find you at uh, Matt the Lifeguard yeah, on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Brandon, Nate, thanks again. Uh, I know you guys oh, got to sure, You got another show to do. Corey and I got another show to do because I'm an <laughs> asshole. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, and uh, we will catch you guys next week on the podcast of Terror. The Sci-Fi Survival Guide is a podcast like you've never heard before. It is part of the Galactic Netcasts, but that is where the similarities end. It's a sort of audio feast, a theatre of the mind. You can find out more by going to www.gncasts.com slash survive maybe you will find out how to survive a nuclear explosion or maybe when the hordes of zombies come knocking at your door each month we will take a popular science fiction scenario and I will tell you how to survive be prepared at gncasts dot com slash survive
next week on the podcast of terror. Next week, Corey and I are going to be once again joined by my hetero life mate, Gary Epp, to talk about the movie Megan is Missing. I've never fucking heard of this movie. We've talked about it several times. I couldn't have heard about it. Uh, no, I mean, I, let, me, let me rephrase that. I've heard about it because we've talked about it, but I don't know what it's about, and I had never yeah. heard about it until Gary brought it up. But Gary is going to elevate us, as Gary often does. Uh, he's going to make us sound a whole lot smarter. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be next week. Megan is missing with Gary Epp. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, here, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Podcast here. You can help Galactic Netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. <laughs>